You are listening to Ring Chasing Podcast, podcast by Don Garrett. This podcast is the pregame and postgame thoughts of Sanford Seminole High School football's quest for a state championship. It was a dominating performance against North Miami Beach. Knowles got the W, 38 to nothing. After this break, we're going to break down the game. First, let me give Miami Beach some credit. They made the drive three and a half hours to play us. Had a tough game, and from what I heard, their bus broke down, so they had to wait until a new bus came, till they made the trek back three and a half hours. I truly believe you make your team better by playing quality opponents. We have teams close to us that can learn that lesson. We have a team that will do everything they can to get out of playing us, and another team that flat out said they don't want no part of us. So, gotta give Miami Beach credit, and I truly believe in the long run it's gonna help them going forward with the tough games they have coming up. So, gotta give credit to them for making the trip down. Okay, let's talk about the scoring on this one. The first score was Dante Weck, 12-yard touchdown run. was his first game back, and he showed why he's one of the best backs in Florida. That gave the Knowles a 7 to nothing lead. Second score was a four-yard run by Trey Clark to make it 14 to nothing. The next score was a 36-yard field goal by Cale Tomlin to make it 17 to nothing. The next score was a 10-yard pass from Luke Rucker to Michael Key to make it 24 to nothing. The next score came on a Chargers miscue on special teams. They shanked the punt and Justin Rosado returned it 23 yards for a 31 to nothing lead. And the final score came on a 33-yard pass from Carson Sekiros Lasky to Goldie Lawrence to make it 38 to nothing. And that's how the game would end. So first and foremost, I got to give a shout out to the offensive line. They dominated the line of scrimmage all night and they were having their way with the Chargers defensive line and open up holes. So the running game was dominant this night. So let's talk about some offensive stats. So Dante Wack had 12 carries for 129 yards and one touchdown. It was good to see him back and he showed how tough he is to tackle. At times he was dragging two or three charges with him to pick up extra yards. But what impressed me most about him is how he hits the holes with authority and his vision and how he can cut with his vision. So that was a good thing to see. And uh, with this running back core this year, there's going to be a lot of running yards and some TDs. So... That was a good thing to see against a quality opponent. So at the quarterback position, Luke Rucker threw for 92 yards and one touchdown. And Carson Sekiros-Lasky threw for 71 yards and a touchdown. So there was good production out of the quarterback position. Uh, Tonight, though, I think the running game was the weakness that uh, the Chargers had up front. So that's why we keyed a lot on the run is because uh, offensive line was manhandling them so good, and then the running backs could hit the holes. So uh, that was key to the night for the offense. 
So I want to talk a little bit about on the quarterbacks. Like last, I talked about their talent, so it's not necessarily about their talent, but it's a quality that's rare to find at any level, and that they're team players. These quarterbacks will do whatever it takes to help the team and get a W. And that's something that the college coaches are going to look at and they're going to love. So that's one of the things I got to give them props for this year is that uh, they're doing whatever it takes and whatever is asked for them. So that that's a good going forward. I don't know how the situation is going to end up, if it's still going to be uh, split in series or uh, if there's going to be one quarterback. But uh, I got to say these quarterbacks uh, have that rare quality and it's good to see. So the offense had a great night. Uh, Goldie Lawrence had three passes for 68 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Michael Key caught a touchdown pass. DeAndre Cameron had some crucial catches and runs for uh, some yards after the catch. So it was good to be able to have the flexibility of getting it to different receivers because what we're seeing going forward is everybody knows coming in Goldie Lawrence is going to get some catches and they're going to be double teaming him and scheming on him. So it's good to be able to go to different receivers and that's what we're starting to see now. As far as the running backs, Dante Wag had a huge night, uh, and Trey Clark had a touchdown as well. So the offensive line was doing great opening those holes, and running backs were showing uh, their versatility in, uh, in both um, running through the holes as well as dragging uh, charges with them. So running game was on point, and uh, that's how they were since the first game. So that's another good plus. And Tyrone Williams Jr. got a lot of work in the fourth quarter in the second half. And he was uh, getting chunks of yards and uh, making a already tired Chargers defense uh, even tired. Or so uh, running backs, we're showing uh, how many we have and how good they are. Now let's talk about the defense. The defense was what the defense has been. And that is uh, they stopped everything. There wasn't a time when there was even close to a touchdown. Uh, that double pass uh, was illegal. Uh, you knew that. So uh, that touchdown was wiped off the board. But other than that, they really weren't challenged much in this game. And they came to play only giving up six points in two games. Uh, that's a great for a defense. And the defense held the charges to seven yards, and most of those yards came in the second half during garbage time. So uh, the defense had a great game. There is something that I want to talk about, and it's one of the best interceptions I've seen in a while. And I've been around high school football for a long time, whether it be when I was coaching or doing the scouting in multiple states, uh, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Florida. And uh, the interception by Javon McIntyre was one of the best I've seen uh, since being around high school football. And uh, I still don't know how he came up with that catch. Uh, from the angle that I had, it looked like he was going to go through the ball and bat it down. But uh, he came up with that catch. And I still want to see a couple angles to see how he did that. But that was an excellent catch. And it shows his talent uh, as a DB. But it also is one of the most fundamentally sound interceptions I've seen too. 
the way he came through the ball and the way he was able to get it uh, is a testament to the coaching staff as well. So uh got to give all of them props and especially to Javon because uh, that was a great play. Some of the other highlights uh, on uh, defense was uh, Charles Green had a sack and a batted down pass. Uh, he had a great night uh, getting in the backfield as well and also making some tackles for a loss. Uh, so he did a very good job. Uh, Cam Moore, of course, uh, we talk about him every game on uh, his football IQ and able to uh, make some plays. Uh, had one uh, crucial uh, stop that I saw that I had to uh, call out, which was he was in the backfield and get a tackle for a loss, and it was all on instincts. So that was good as well. And uh, the other linebacker that did a good job uh, was Lucas uh, Fonseca, and uh, that he had some uh, good stops. So the defense overall had a great uh, game, and uh, biggest thing about this defense that I saw besides the speed and the talent which we know that uh, they possess is uh, the fundamentals and I'll go over this over and over again because if you watch the game and you watch it from a fundamental standpoint this is one of the best defenses for it not only do they patient and they stay in their gaps and their assignments uh, but uh, the plays that they make is a testament to the coaching staff as well. And I know I harp on that, but I truly believe that this coaching staff uh, uh, is doing all the right things, and especially for the kids, uh, not only on the field, but off the field. So uh got to give it props to the coaching staff and Eric Lodge for uh, bringing them all together. Special teams was a big part of this game, too. Not only the 36-yard field goal by Cale Tomlin, uh, but there was also, he got all his extra points. In the past two games, he hit all his extra points, even when uh, in the first game uh, they got uh, penalties, so he was back farther. So he's been good on the extra points. Special teams also recovered an onside kick, and that onside kick was recovered by Doravius Williams and that was a good play in order to recover the ball and uh, give keep the momentum. So overall it was a great game, an almost perfect game and in the second half we kind of pulled the foot off the gas, uh, didn't score any more points in that second half. Uh, if there is anything to criticize, and I hate to tear apart a almost perfect game, but it's still the penalties. Now, not as many penalties as the last game, and that was we're going in the right direction, but there's still uh, minor things to uh, clean up. But that was a great game, and I'm not going to tear apart a great game like that. So uh, that's all I have for this week. Uh, next week's game is going to be at home against Lyman. So that should be a good game as well. I'll have something on Lyman on Thursday. So I would just want to say thanks to everyone who listens to this and share to as many people as possible. I appreciate you.